0: Your podcast. This is the Whiskey Advisor Show. On this show, we sample some fine whiskies, share interesting tales and trivia, and answer your most important questions about whiskey. And now, here's your host, the Whiskey Advisor, Uday Balaji.
1: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Whiskey Advisor show. We hope you tried some new whiskies in the last week. And uh, with me today is Piyush, the Whiskey Rook. How are you today Piyush? I'm good today. Today we'll be taking you to a completely different part of Scotland. It's a really rugged and beautiful Isle of Skye. Personally my favourite place in Scotland. Mm -hmm. And we'll be looking at the only whisky distillery on Skye at this time. And the name of the whiskey I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with is Talisker. Uh, ude I think, you know, I don't think too many people have heard
2: of Talisker. In fact, you know, I can't wait to hear more about this story.
1: Let's get right into it then. So this story began way back in 1827. There was a couple of sons of the local doctor on Skye, mm-hmm. Hugh and Kenneth McCaskill. Okay. So these two guys, they returned home from I think it was the Isle of Mull or somewhere like that. So then they came back, they bought Talisker house and a whole lot of lands around. So what they wanted to do was clear the people on those lands and they started uh, growing sheep. This turned out to be really, really profitable by the looks of it because they ended up buying uh, some land in this little town called Kabost. I've been there. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. It's literally one single track road. It goes all the way till the end, where the distillery is. And it's absolutely beautiful. But you know, it's beautiful now, and it's a great part of the community and all. But at the beginning, when they had all that money and wanted to build the distillery, there was one clergyman in town who went about, you know, completely opposing this, and even called it one of the greatest curses that could befall the land and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what happened was, they, they went ahead and, And started the distillery. And ownership changed a lot over the years. But I've just got to mention one set of owners. Because in 1880, there was a gentleman by the name of Roderick Kemp. Who uh, bought over the distillery along with another person by the name of Alexander Allen. Okay. The reason why I mention this is, this person eventually sold the distillery and went off and bought McAllen. Oh. Yeah, so the McAllen is related in this way to Talisker. But just jumping back a little to 1880 again, one of the reasons why Talisker really captured the imagination of a lot of people was because of a poem that the famous Robert Louis Stevenson wrote. This one was a poem called The Scotsman's Return from Abroad. Where there's a line that goes, The king of drinks as I conceive it, Talisker, Isla, or Glenlivet. Okay, that's how it became famous. One of the reasons they say, so eventually in the early 1900s, like I said, you know, so many owners. So the last one that bought the distillery was Distillers Company Limited. So the Distillers Company Limited today is known as Diageo. Oh, okay. And Diageo is, as a lot of people probably know, the biggest liquor company in the world. Wow. Yeah. So then another thing happened in 1960. So in 1960, there was a bit of a minor calamity that happened. So, somebody forgot to close the, the you know, kind of the door mm-hmm. on one of the stills. Okay. So, all the liquid came out and the entire distillery burnt down. Oh, God. Yeah. So, it shows that, you know, it's a pretty volatile em- environment. These distilleries are very pretty and all. But at the end of the day, there's some serious industrial stuff going on there. But the reason why I bring this up is, so they replicated the old stills exactly the way that they were before. So we really haven't talked about this until now. But the stills are made with copper because they're very easy to mould mm-hmm. and they can be heated very evenly. And they also remove sulphur, which is an undesirable mm-hmm. compound. But every distillery, you know, says our ah, stills are special like this, special like that. And definitely because the shape of the still massively influences the character of the whiskey. Mm-hmm. We'll probably get into this in detail you know uh next season. once all of you have really gotten to whiskey and have dead up a little bit more, we'll start getting geeky again. Uh, so they replicate every single dent in the still so that there's no chance that the quality of the spirit or the profile of the spirit will change. okay Some of it is a little superstition also. yeah, so that's why I brought that up. And then in nineteen seventy two, all the malting that was done in the distillery itself was moved off to the mainland. Mm -hmm. So I bring this up for a very specific reason. We talked about the regions before. So you need to keep in mind that back in the day, in all these remote places, everything was done in that place. Now, a lot of things get centralized. So Diageo has 28 distilleries in Scotland, and a lot of the malt comes from that uh, distillery in Glennaud. Mm-hmm. So, so from that malting in Glenwood. So, you know, that's why a little bit of the technology and uh, modernization of the industry has uh, kind of started to, in a little way, make the Scotch whisky regions a little less relevant. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Nothing like that. It's just an observation saying that, well, we should keep the regions in mind. We shouldn't get carried away about, you know, bracketing whiskies in any particular, um, you know, bucket, so mm-hmm. to speak. But coming back to Diageo. So, 1988, they started this range called the Classic Malts. Okay. So, they picked six distilleries and said they were the representative malts for their respective regions. You see okay. how we've come back to regions? Okay. But to be fair, the classic styles are represented very well by these moths. So you have Kraganmoor, beautiful malt from Spaceside, Dalbany from the Highlands, Glen Kinchy from the Lowlands, Oban Lilmo Maritime from the Highlands, and Talisker from an island, from the Isle of Skye. So obviously Diageo being so big, has been able to distribute these whiskies across the world and Talisker has become a household name in a lot of countries. Now there are a lot more of the Diageo distilleries that have been added to the classic malts collection. And I suggest you all, you know, just Google it and take a look at which distilleries they are.
2: I mean, that's a very rich history. And, you know, so, you know, that reminds me of a story. I have a story around Talisker. So when I was in UK for my studies, uh, I mean, see, I never was fond of whiskies the way, you know, I am today or, you know, the interest that I showed today. So this was this friend who got this whiskey. So he said, I very, you know, vividly remember, he comes to house at around 7, 7.30 and he says, okay, Piyush, you know, and other two guys with me, I have got Talisker for you. I mean, like, what's that? So he says, it's a very famous whiskey and they have only one distillery. So he kind of spoke of all that. And, you know, I I don't remember drinking it. But, you know, that kind of stuck with me, you know, Talisker, UK. Uh, apparently, when I came back from UK, uh, I went to the Irish house. That's this chain of restaurants uh, to have a to grab a drink with my friend. So, you know, when we were there, uh, uh, this guy was like, you know, we'll have some whiskey today. And I was like, OK, fine. So I was like, check the Talisker it's the best whiskey. Like, how do you know? Dude? I've come from UK. What are you saying? You know, I've tasted it there.
1: I have to come in here for a second. You should see the expression on Piyush's face when he says, you know, I know you should have it. It's like that confidence, you know. It's quite amazing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the irony of it is I never did try it back in the UK. But, you know, just kind of boast that, you know, I know Talisker. It's something special. Um, and, you know, funnily enough, we had it that day, but with a bucket full of water. So... Yeah, I mean, that's my story with
1: Ah, Wow. So, today there are no buckets of water, folks. (laughs) Um, So, I've got a small story. Nothing, you know, um, that special. But some special moments were had. So, uh, I used to study in Barcelona. This was a few years ago. And uh, student budget, you know, there's only so much that you can afford. You can't go out and buy single malts all the time. Mm. So, this friend of mine, again, he was from the UK. So... um, We used to have the little guilty pleasure whenever we had a little bit of extra cash. We'd go to this one bar in the middle of town Mm -hmm. in uh, Plaza Catalonia, for anyone who's been to Barcelona. Um, We'll go to this little bar that had a few single malts and uh, Talisca was always our go-to. But the beautiful thing about Spain is nobody really measures drinks. Okay, So... uh, They'll just start pouring. In fact, I went to this one uh, bar once, which is a student bar. And uh, so the bartender started pouring my drink. It was a gin and tonic. He kept pouring it. And at one point, it was almost spilling out of the glass. (laughs) So then he looks at me and he looks at the glass and he doesn't know what to do with the tonic. So he just plonks it there and says, okay, go. So similarly, I mean, I wish they poured us so much Talisker, but no. But we definitely used to get about double what we paid for. So that was a great memory. So people going to Spain, there's some heavy pores out there. You know, on that note, do we get an
2: equally heavy pour of Talisker now?
1: (laughs) No chance. (laughs) We're going to stick to our 10 ml, folks. Trying to be responsible here and sober and get till the end of the show, at least. Maybe after that, we'll have a little more. Look forward. We hope you've enjoyed
0: the episode so far. But before we go ahead, here's a word from our partner. Enjoying this podcast? You can also catch this and 200-plus such podcasts on Karwa 2.0 with BBC India, Film Companion, Open Mic Poetry, Sadhguru Isha Foundation, Indian Classical Renditions by the Greatest Maestros, Stories, Rhymes and GK for your kids. Oh, and did we mention the 5,000 preloaded songs and 100-plus unique playlists every day? To know more, go to www.saregama.com now. And we're back.
2: Let's continue.
1: Alright, would you like to do the honours, Piyush? Yes, sure. Alright, let's start with the usual. Uh, looking at the colour. I'd say it's about a deep copper. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm also... I'm, I'm
2: getting a bit burnished. In between some deep copper and burnished.
1: Okay. Onto the visual texture... Is it on a
2: bit of heavier, medium to heavy? Because it's taking a bit of time to come down.
1: It's about a medium. Yeah. Onto the nose. It just really has a beautiful nose. What are you getting? Getting smoked ham. Okay. (laughs) Honestly, Yeah? Mm -hmm. yeah. A bit of burnt rubber. Okay.
2: And, you know, a bit of medicinal smell.
1: Okay. Mm. Yeah,
2: That's about it for me. Or okay.
1: So like with any, I think when you're talking about the, so, you know, I think it was the Lefroy episode yes. that you're talking about. So you've got to give all these peated whiskies a little bit of time. Uh, let them open up a little bit because there's definitely that peat smoke on the top. There's no doubt about it. And the more peated it is, the more it overpowers. But there's a lot of the sweet flavors it will start getting under. I am also getting some burnt wood. Okay. Jump to the palate. Okay. Hmm.
2: Okay, like I said, I'm getting that smoked ham. I am getting a bit of spices Mm -hmm. and uh, a a bit of medicinal iodine kind of Mm -hmm. thing on my palate.
1: Would you say there's um, more iodine than Lefroy or less?
2: It's comparatively less.
1: Yeah, for sure. What about the mouthfeel? Medium thick. It felt right? it
2: felt full. In comparison to Lafroy as I remember, not that mm. much, but mm. yeah, somewhere there and thereabouts.
1: Mm. I'd actually say there's a little fuller than the Lefroy. Okay. Should probably try it again. Sure. Like I say, always say you know, compare and taste. Yeah. What about the finish? Short, long. It's short. Okay. Definitely
2: short. Uh, so, that correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means that it is a bit smooth.
1: Isn't it lingering? Uh, yes. Isn't, yeah, that's so. If it's lingering for a long time, that's a long finish. Okay. If it quickly goes, you know, that's a short finish. If it goes after a little while, it's a medium finish. Okay. Yep. Yeah? Okay. okay, folks, just to summarize, uh, the notes that I'm getting is definitely peat smoke. There's a maritime character, there's that brininess, saltiness, but below that, it's malty, and I definitely get some brown sugar and uh, spice, like mm-hmm. you said, Piyush. Um, on the palate, it's quite rich. There's a certain, like, you know, uh, mossy kind of seaweedy pungency to it, along with pepper. And there's a definitely, what I like about this is not over the top. Laphroaig, for example, is a very aggressive whiskey that you really need to be in the mood to drink, at least for me. Um, But this could be a regular whiskey. It's got the right amount of peat, but it's also got that beautiful, sweet, and kind of like a brown, sugary, peppery, um, cake-ish character to it, if you could say. And... um, I love, okay, maybe dark chocolate is something that I should really throw, throw in there. Mouthfeel is about medium to full um, and the finish is quite long uh, and you get that kind of black pepper and dark chocolate for sure. This will definitely go into the smoky and peaty flavor camp. So moving on to the whiskey range. So Talisca has quite a few uh, non-age statement whiskeys. And a number of them uh, have you know kind of an Isle of Sky theme, for example, uh, Nest Point. It's a beautiful part of Sky. Um, I have a few photos. I can put them up, uh, and then then the Sky, which is pretty simple. poetry is a fairly recent uh, release from them, and uh, it's named after a town on the Isle of Sky. That's where I stayed when I went to the Isle of Sky, or oh, Fifty Seven North which is the line of latitude on which the distillery lies and some more like Storm and Dark Storm. And obviously being a Diageo distillery, they have a distiller's edition. And as far as the age statements go, they have the 10, 18, 25 and 30. Uh, so it's quite a wide range of whiskies to choose from. And it's quite hard to pick which one to choose. I'm not a big fan of the Sky Uh, but all the others are really, really high-quality whiskeys with different aspects of Talisker that they show. Uh, I definitely urge you to taste the 10 to begin with because it's an absolute classic. And a very popular whiskey uh, that you can get in duty-free particularly is the Dark Storm. So it's put in heavily charred uh, oak casks. So, you know, there's that smoky element added over that uh, Maritime peat that we described. It has an interesting round character compared to the 10. I, I would really recommend comparing the two. But if you have a little extra cash, uh, put it on the 18, which is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I don't have it handy here, but I wrote down some of my notes when uh, I did try it on the Isle of Skye. Uh, definitely that maritime character. Minty, and I said peat and biscuits on the palate. And uh, fruity and candy and some beautiful um, notes, you know, I rated it very highly. So I'd say the Talisker 18, look for that one if you have some extra money.
2: You know, one thing stayed with me, you know, the kind of innovative names they have given to their uh, range. So, I mean, plus one for that from my end, uh, being a rook. And I guess listeners should definitely go and have a look at it.
1: Yeah. So that's all for our Talisker show this week, folks. Hope you learned more about this wonderful whiskey from Sky. Next week, Piyush and I will be back in the Highlands and we'll be going to a distillery that most of you would have probably heard of, Glenmorangie. In the meantime, please send in your questions and comments via email, Instagram or Facebook and we'll answer as many as we can. All our handles are at the end of the show. Till then, drink well and drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. If you
0: want to learn more about Whiskey and Uday's work, visit thewhiskeyadvisor.com. You can send in your questions to us on uday at thewhiskeyadvisor.com or Instagram or Facebook at thewhiskeyadvisor. That's Whiskey without the E. The show was brought to you by AudioHop Podcasts. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter at AudioHop Podcasts. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep your spirits up and drink responsibly.